Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson outside. It's good to be outside on a fall day. We are having beautiful weather here in Ontario, Canada. Uh, earlier in the chat, Mode Eggs asked what the temperature was and I said it was 7 degrees and since then it has gone up to 8 degrees Celsius. So just in the last couple of minutes. You can see behind me that there is a carpet of leaves on the ground. Uh, we have certainly been noticing that the trees have been losing their leaves over the last few days. We had some rain for a while and we had some wind and mostly we had, I think the biggest effect is from the frost. It has gone below zero at night, almost every night. And I think that causes the leaves to start to fall off the trees. So I'm not sure if we should learn English today or if you just want to watch leaves falling on the ground. It's a rather peaceful thing to watch, but I'm sure that you are all here Uh, to learn English with me today. So, we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, First of all, a few ground rules for the chat. Please use the chat to uh, have good English conversations with each other. Uh, Please listen to Todd and Dave if they give you instructions as to what you should and shouldn't say. If you have a question, please use the link and submit the question using the form provided because then it gets in the queue and I will answer it as soon as possible. Um, a few people in the chat I see saying it's super peaceful. It seems winter is close. Let me go back to the outdoor cam. Uh, I just, you know, I'm enjoying doing this lesson, but I literally could just sit and watch leaves fall. But uh, maybe that would be something to do on another day. Let's get to the questions. I'm sure there are questions in the queue. Let me find the first question and we'll go from there. Ruslan, by the way, my camera seems really high today. I feel like I'm looking up. Maybe I set up a bit differently. So, if I seem really little, it's because my camera is higher than normal. Ruslan, hello, dear teacher Bob. How are you doing today, sir? What's your favorite French pop singer? Do you like Maître Gim or Gim? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. So, my favorite uh, French singers are a duo and it's Big Flo and Ollie. Uh, I really like their song, Alors Alors. That's a really good song. Uh, And a lot of their other uh, songs I really like. I haven't listened to any of their recent stuff, but I certainly do like them for sure. I would say they're my favorite right now. I do like Vianney as well. Very cool singer. But currently, I'm listening to a lot of Big Flo and Ollie. Mike has the next question. Mike says, hi, Bob. Could you define these? A rampage, a low life, a rap sheet. Thanks. So, you must be watching a police show on TV because when someone goes on a rampage, um, like if someone goes on a rampage with a car, they would drive down the street and just hit all kinds of other cars. It's when someone gets angry and then does something illegal with a vehicle, with a gun perhaps, when someone goes on a rampage. In a movie, you will see this sometimes. A low life is someone who doesn't have a job. Maybe they do drugs. Maybe Oh, there's a cat. We should watch the cat climb the tree. Well, don't block it. Go cat, go. You can do it, kitty. Nope, the cat has decided to just play underneath the tree. So, oh, well, maybe I'll try to answer questions while the cat is enjoying. See, when the leaves fall, I think the cats enjoy it because they can uh, they can play with the leaves as they fall. I'll go back to questions and I'll try to keep the cat there. Um, Oh, the cat's gone. Uh, A rap sheet is when you uh, commit a lot of crimes and then the police have a list of all the crimes that you have committed. So, that's uh, (laughs) that was an entertaining cat, wasn't it? Uh, Let's see here. Mickey. Hey, Bob. Quick question for today. Which season is your favorite? Winter. Although, I must say I do like fall as well. When we have a day like this, uh, it's definitely a nice day. Uh, tomorrow, we might go for a hike with the family. It will be a nice day for a hike, I think. But definitely, uh, winter would be my favorite day. Okay, let me get to the next question here. Just checking my audio because we've been having a few weird internet glitches here the last few days. Kurdish, hello, Bob. How are you doing? Can you say this word, please? It's a challenge. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And what is different between everyone and everyone? Love you. Thanks. So, when you say that, um, let's put it this way. If I say everyone was there, it's one word. If I said, um, 
If I said to my kids, you guys are all awesome, I love you, everyone, I would use two words because I'm specifying all of them. And then the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. A lot of English speakers know how to say this because um, we learned the song. I think it's from Mary Poppins. I'm not going to sing it, by the way. Uh, Let's see here. Next question from Yaroslav. Morning, teacher Bob. What is the most common way for you to relax after a working week? Take care. I guess we all need you to be happy and healthy. Have fun. So after a work day, my favorite way to relax is to fall asleep while watching the news. Oh, sorry. My microphone here is doing strange things. The wind is a little bit, it's a little breezy out here. Um, But if I'm not tired, I do like to just read a book. That's a good way to relax after work and even on the weekends. But my normal routine to relax on a Saturday afternoon is to have a nap while watching cooking shows. It's kind of a funny little habit I have. I watch cooking shows on TV and I fall asleep while I'm watching them. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Renata. About Bob, you're kind, happy, and a giving friend and dad. For you, family comes first always. You can be quite romantic, but shy to express it. You're a very humble man. I think that's a fairly accurate description of me. Although the part where family comes first, I'm not sure my children always realize that because sometimes when you work a lot, it means you're earning money to support your family, but your children might just think you're working a lot. I think kids sometimes hope... I wish that parents would spend a lot more time with them. I do spend time with my kids, but maybe uh, not as much as they would like because part of supporting a family is is having a job and doing things to earn money and to pay the bills, I think. Uh, let's see here. Andre, how do you call a person that is always on time at work and a person that is always late? It's 10 minutes before a good arrival time in Canada. Use tight, tighten, and tightly. So I would say this. Someone who's early is an early bird. My mom is an early bird. Uh, My mom is actually stopping by this afternoon. She said she was going to come at 1 o'clock. She will probably be here at quarter to 1. My mom is quite often an early bird. Someone who is always late, we just say they're late. Wow, that person is always late. The meeting started at 10 and they came in at quarter after. Um... There is a saying in my family that five minutes early is on time, that you should always be five minutes early. Um, The lid on this uh, thing is really tight. Um, If it was loose, I would tighten it because I like to have it uh, sitting tightly on the on the cup. That was those were really bad examples. They were all grammatically correct. But um, there are your examples for tight, tighten and tightly. Someone's flying by in their airplane right now. Let me get the next question. Uh, Let's see here. So from Judith, I'm going to have to look this up. Judith says, hi, Bob. My word is Luciferase or Luciferase today. Did Did I catch you? Yes. Plus, I'd like to ask you to do a live stream every Saturday if possible. Well, that is not going to happen. I would love to do that. I'm looking your word up for a sec. An enzyme that catalyzes the oxidation of luciferin, causing it to produce a visible glow. Did not know that word. Very scientific. I would love to do a live stream every Saturday as well, Judith, but I find when I do them four times a month, uh, there's a few things that you can only get done on a Saturday morning, and I just wasn't getting those things done. So, sorry. uh, Next week, by the way, is a week off, so there won't be one next week. Next question, Lolly Lolly. Bonjour Bob, s'il vous plaît, quelle est la différence entre cost effective and cost efficient? So when something is cost effective, it means that they mean the same thing basically. I would use the first phrase most often. It's cost effective for Jen and I to buy grocery stores at a warehouse. So we go to a place called uh, Costco. And it's cost effective for us to go there. I think cost efficient is maybe a more specific term. I wouldn't use that in everyday speech. It would mean the same thing though. To do something in a way that saves you money. Albina, hello Bob. Can you explain the difference between other and another? Thank you. So one way to explain it is to say the other day I went to the store and I bought something Let's see. The other day I went to the store. My other van is blue. 
when I, this is the example I normally give. My one van is red, my other van is blue. If I buy another van, I will buy a red one. So there you can see the examples. I was trying to create something new, but that's the normal example I usually give. Um, this camera is really good. My other camera is not as good. When I buy another camera, I'll buy an even better one. There you go. Let's see here. TryptoPal, what qualities must one have? I'm going to flip things there to be a good English teacher. Well, it depends on what level you're teaching. So, if you're teaching children, you're, you'll want to be someone who kids like. If you're teaching adults, you'll want to be very conversational and friendly. But at the same time, you'll want to make sure they get their work done. There's a fine balance when you're teaching. You need to be um, friendly. You need to be an enjoyable person. But at the same time, you need to have a little bit of strictness so that people get their work done. But all of those things would be good qualities for an English teacher for sure. Yes, you must always get your work done when you are a student. Next question is from Brahim. Dear teacher Bob, how to pronounce contents and content or content? Many thanks for all. So, let me explain that for a moment. If I had a box, I would say the contents of this box seem to be quite heavy. You know, if I pick up a box and it's, it's hard to lift, I would say the contents are very heavy. Um, when I make videos for YouTube, we call it content. I'm creating content. And then when I'm really happy, I'm content. Right now, I'm quite content. I'm having a nice day and it's very, very enjoyable. Uh, let's see here. Antonio, hello, Bob. Does anyone have the right to fish with a rod in the Lake Ontario or in Lake Ontario? We would actually drop the the. Uh, no, you need a fishing license in order to fish in Ontario, Canada. So, you do need to go online and order a fishing license or you can go to like an outdoors store and you can apply for a fishing license and get a fishing license. I don't think they're very expensive. Um, and I'm not sure what the rules are about catch and release or catch and keep. I think there are areas where you must catch and release, but I'm not an expert angler. I'm not an expert fisherman. Well, let's see here. No question, just a trivia. Vax was declared Oxford English Dictionary's word of the year. Yes. So, people are vaxxed. People are unvaxxed. People are anti-vax. People are in favor of getting vaccinated. So, definitely a very new word, a short form of the word vaccinated because English speakers, sometimes words are just too long and we just like to be able to shorten them to speak a little more quickly. Hey, I do want to thank the 355 people who are watching. If you're new here, don't forget to click that red subscribe button. I think it's right here uh, and subscribe to my channel. I think you will appreciate being notified when new videos come out. Uh, let's see here. Next question. From Ario, hola, Mr. Bob, how are you? You love France, right? I do. I have a special place for France, even though I've, well, I was going to say I've never visited. I've been in the airport once. Uh, I, I, I had a layover in Paris. Why? Me, love Japan because Japan is unique and cool at the same time. I think for the same reason that when you learn English, you want to go to an English-speaking country and people watch them. And so, I made more videos and then people kept watching them. And then people started leaving comments telling me why they liked the videos and telling me what kinds of videos they would like to see. So, I just made more videos. And then one day, I decided to try live streaming and uh, that was fun too. So, I started doing that. I know that's not a great, not a great description of my YouTube journey, but uh, it's certainly something Sorry, my earbuds are all tangled here. It's certainly something that has become bigger than I was expecting it to be, okay? So, I thought I might have a little YouTube channel and it seems to have grown to a fairly respectable size. Uh, let's see here. Azam has the next question. Hi, teacher Bob. The weather is not cold enough for you to use a hat. I visited Canada on April 2015 and was pretty cold. Regards all the way from Iran. So, one of the things that's interesting about Canada is sometimes Canadians go to Florida in the winter and the people who live in Florida think it's cold, but
but the Canadians still go to the beach and wear shorts and go swimming uh, because we're used to the cold. For me to sit outside uh, when it's, oh, it's nine degrees now, wearing just a sweater and a jacket, um, it's not very cold for me. But for those of you that live in really warm countries, if you were here right now, you might want to wear a winter hat and gloves. You might feel like it's very, very, very cool here. Uh, let's see here. So this is Mode. Mode says, a little bobolink told me that the Pride of Smithville has a YouTube channel where he teaches English and his name's a palindrome. If you ever bump into him, tell him I'm thankful. So if you ever do want to send me a postcard, I do have a post office box in the town of Smithville. The link is in the description below. I usually get one or two a week now. I used to get a few more, but I don't tell people very often to send them. So uh, let's see here. Claudia, hi, Teacher Bob. My question today, my my question today is about the order of adjectives. Do native speakers know and follow that order? Is it so important? Thanks. We do, but we don't know the rule. So I don't actually know the rule. But if I was to say I have a fast blue van, I have a big fast blue van, I have a fast big blue. Yeah, you can flip them around a bit, but in some ways, like big blue, large red, I think size comes before color. Um, And I don't know the other details, but there are rules and I think we do subconsciously follow them. Some of you probably know the rules better than me because you are English students. Uh, Let's see here. Madi says, teacher, your connection isn't stable. Yeah, that's the problem we've been having here lately, Madi. I think it's back now. So I am having my internet provider look into it um, and we'll see if we can figure it out. Todd says, Bob the Canadian, we're buffering again, same as yesterday. There's something wrong, Bob. (laughs) The connection is a problem. Yes. Um, It's not the weather. It's definitely something with my internet connection. So we're just going to have to bear with it today. It looks like it's better now. I can see that my connection is stable now. So I'll keep going with the lesson and then I will investigate this week before Friday to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Uh, Let's see here. Where was I going to go next? From Eugene, what is the difference between go ahead or go ahead? Thank you, Bob. We don't use the second one. It's always the first one. So we would say, go ahead. Sometimes when I was backing up the tractor, my dad would say, go ahead, back up. And I wouldn't know which direction he wanted me to go. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Let's go to the next one. Lemon Cute says, hi, Bob. Have a nice day. Winter is coming. Will you reach us? Will you... Teach us a snowman making course. Possibly if we get the right kind of snow. You need a certain kind of snow in order to make a snowman. It has to be, it can't be too cold. It has to be just under zero degrees Celsius and you can make a snowman. So I see in the chat, Snazzy says it's all okay now. Yes, and I'm keeping an eye on it. It looks like it's been okay for a bit now. So we'll, uh, we'll keep going and I will definitely give my uh, internet provider a call and see what's happening. Who? Hey, Bob, I enjoy watching your videos. By the way, have you ever lived outside of Canada? We would use outside in that sentence. How about your second language? No, I have not lived outside of Canada. Actually, that's not true. I did go to university in the United States. So for a few years, I did live in the United States. Um, But, and my second language is actually French. So moi, je parle français. Um, quand je parle français, je fais des fautes, puis je, je n'aime pas beaucoup parler français quand je suis live. I don't like speaking French when I'm live because I make mistakes, but I should, shouldn't I? As an example, that you should be able to speak English without being afraid. It's tricky uh, to speak a language publicly, isn't it? A second language. Outsider says, hello, teacher Bob. Question one, what are your hobbies? Question two, how often do you do these hobbies? So one of my hobbies is to play video games. I do this hobby usually in the winter. The game that I played last winter was Age of Empires 2. My other hobby is reading. 
I usually read on the weekends, sometimes after work a little bit. And I would say even though it's part of my job, I do also consider learning French a hobby. I do it for fun and for enjoyment. I do like learning French as a second language. Salah says, hi, is he who succeeds in life intelligent or hardworking? I think they're both. I'm sure he's hardworking. I have a test in a week, but I feel lazy. What is the solution? Just do it. You just got to start. You got to do some little, one little thing that helps you get started. Um, sometimes I don't feel like doing something and I, if I just force myself to sit down and do one little part of it, sometimes that helps me get going. So let me see here. Looks like we are still fairly stable. Lolly, elle a dit ton français parfait, Bob. Merci beaucoup. Uh, votre français est bien bon, Monsieur Bob. Uh, yes, I try. Let's see here. Nazir, hi, Teacher Bob. How are you doing? Occasionally, sometimes, every once in a while, once in a while, can I use these expressions interchangeably? Have a nice one. Well. Occasionally, Jen and I go out for dinner. Sometimes, Jen and I go out for dinner. Every once in a while, Jen and I go out for dinner. Um, what was the other one? I hid the question now. I can't see it. Um, yes. What? Occasionally, sometimes, every once in a while, once in a while, once in a while, Jen and I go out for dinner. Yeah, you could use them all interchangeably. They simply mean a period of time um, that's not regular, right? So... Let me get to the next questions. Nanny says, hi teacher, what level do I have? If I can understand your videos at 1.7 speed, thanks in advance. Well, I would say this. First of all, there are four levels. There's reading, writing, listening, and speaking. I would say your listening level is a B1 or B2. Uh, I don't think it would be C1. C1 means that you can function in the language perfectly and have a lot of agility when you're having conversations. But I would say only, the only thing I can say is your listening is probably level B1 or B2. That would be my guess. For the super sticker, thank you so much for that. Very cool. Laura Ramirez in the chat there. Let's see here. Oh, it looks like we have, are having connection problems again now. Let me double check this for a sec. don't think they're too bad. Oh yeah, there it goes. I could see that we're slowing down a little bit. Well, there's really nothing we can do. We're just going to keep going on with the lesson. Yo, I am from a tropical region and I will relocate to Toronto in May. How's the weather in May? Well, it can still be a little bit like winter or it can be completely like spring or summer. April and May are strange months in Toronto. In April, you can have a snowstorm. In May, you can have really cold weather, but snow would be rare. I think last year it snowed a little bit on May 5th, but generally the beginning of April is like winter and the end of May is like summer. So very quickly, you will see in May, the grass turning green and things looking beautiful and flowers starting to grow and tulips will be blooming and all those things. That's a beautiful month, by the way, to move to Toronto. Just watch out for the Canada geese. Uh, next question here. Uh, let's see here. I'm just reading the chat once in a while just to see if uh, anyone else is mentioning whether the... I'll talk to Todd maybe later this weekend and see how the uh, what it was like to be a viewer during the live streams. Victor. Uh, back to the questions. Hello, Bob. Could you give me any tips to prepare for an interview at the embassy applying for U.S. visa? Thank you. I don't know a lot about applying for a visa to work or live in the United States. I would say that you want to be able to explain why you're coming, what you're going to be doing, how long you're staying, why you're asking for a visa, etc., etc. So I, I'm not sure, Victor. I will wish you all the best, though. I hope it goes really, really well. Um, let's see here. Fatima. Good morning, dear Bob. What does naive mean? Could you please explain it? When someone is naive, it means that, um, they don't really understand everything about a situation. So someone who is naive might do things 
that might be bad for them. You know, if someone drives without their seatbelt on, it's kind of naive. Right now, there's a lot of information that has proven that seatbelts uh, save lives. When you wear a seatbelt, you're safer in a car. So it means that you don't quite, you do something kind of dumb because you don't know how come, uh, you don't know that it's important to do it. That's what I would say. Um, Sony says, hello, sir. Can you, we're going to fix this here. Can you tell me what is the time right now in Canada? Well, where I'm sitting, it's 1125 AM, but Canada has multiple time zones in British Columbia. It's actually three hours earlier. So, uh, 11 minus, <laughs> I have to do math now. It's 8.25 a.m. right now in British Columbia. So, it depends on what part of Canada you're in. In my part of Canada, uh, it is 11.25 a.m. Uh, let's see here. Your good friend. Hi, Bob. Two questions for you. One, how much free time do you usually have? Number two, how important is time to you? Nice one. So, I usually have quite a bit of free time every evening. Once we are done supper, I don't do a lot of work for school or for YouTube at night. I don't have a lot of free time during the day. I get up at 6.30 and I pretty much work at school or on YouTube till about five o'clock every day. Um, On the weekends, I do a live stream Saturday morning. uh, But other than that, on Saturday and Sunday, I have lots of free time to do what I want. And how important is time to you? Very. Because if something goes wrong or if I get sick, it can be really challenging uh, to get things done. I like everything has to go smoothly in my week. It's very, very important to me. Um, Otherwise, I get behind. Do you ever have that where like maybe your vehicle breaks down or something else goes wrong um, and you have to kind of scramble through your day or through your week. That happens to me sometimes. Um, yeah, let's do a couple more questions. Get the next question up on the screen here. It looks like my question just disappeared. There it is. It's up on the screen now. Freddie the French guy. Hi, Bob. In a previous lesson, you used the words tired and fatigued in the same sentence. Are there slight differences for everyday conversations? Thanks. Good weekend. So, for me, when I feel like having a nap and when it's late in the afternoon, I would say I feel really tired. I'm tired. I'm going to have a nap. When I say fatigued, it's usually after a long day of physical work. So, I'm both tired and fatigued at that point. Let's look up a a formal definition of the two here. Uh, Fatigued versus tired. Let's see what the internet says. Um, Medically speaking, tiredness happens to everyone. It's the feeling after a certain part of the day when you want to have a nap. Fatigued is usually a lack of energy, sometimes as the result of excessive and strenuous activity. So, you can use them interchangeably somewhat, but they are definitely, I use them a little bit different. I would use tired uh, more often than the other one, than fatigued. Uh, Let's see here. Let me skip this one because it's the same. And let's get to Dennis. Sorry, I had a repeat question, so I skipped it. Dennis, hi, Bob. Is catalyst moment meaning the changing point in your life? When there is a catalyst, it means something causes your life to change. The best example for me would be uh, I had heart problems. I had heart surgery. That was a catalyst in my life that made me start eating healthier and exercising. So, a catalyst is something that causes a change in your life. Let's go to River Cam. I'm going to set up four members only chat. Give me one moment here to find the setting for that. So, what I do uh, in my English lessons is uh, halfway through the lesson, we go to members only mode. And then members can ask questions directly in the chat, and I try my best to answer them uh, for about 10 minutes usually. We'll do about 10 minutes of members only. If you are a member of the channel, first of all, thank you for being a member. Uh, And uh, hopefully, there are some good questions in the chat. While I'm waiting, let me actually go with another question from the forum. Quok says, hello, sir. How are you? What is the difference between Western culture and Eastern culture? 
which one is more advanced? I think we're pretty much equally advanced. I don't think there's a more advanced uh, culture in Eastern or Western parts of the world. I think we have all progressed to a certain technological level where things are fairly equal. Snazzy says, hi, Bob. Let me put this up here. And Betty Lou says, hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. What do you do when you have trouble sleeping? Usually I get up, go to the bathroom and go have a drink of water. That usually helps. At what time do you usually go to sleep? Around 10, 1030. What time do you usually get up? Around 630 or 7. And have fun while doing the live stream. Thank you. Modags. Hi, Mr. Bob. It's been a long day and I really need to catch some Z's, but this might be your last live lesson outdoors and I don't want to miss any part of it. If I ever doze off, please wake me up. I will. Uh, Lolly Lolly says, fatigue is a French word. We oui, fatigue. Je suis fatigué. Freddie Wolf. Hello, Bob. Thanks for all. And just for FYI, the order of adjectives is opinion, size, physical quality, shape, age, color, origin, material, type, and purpose. Have a good day. It's interesting how English speakers don't know that. I did not know that. Um, but I probably always use them in the correct order. Definitely. That, that was a, um, old fast red plane, a fast old red plane, an old fast red plane. Yeah. I think I might've broken a rule there. Did I break a rule? I'm not sure. An old fast red plane. Maybe anyways. It's interesting, isn't it? Just don't use more than two adjectives. That's what I would say. Uh, let's see. Mariano, the class, this class is very good, or the class is very good. Thank you very much. Madi says to Claudia, he says, I don't have a cold, but only a severe cold. Okay, yes. I don't hate cold, but only severe cold. There we go. Yes, when it's cold out like this, we would in English say it's brisk or it's chilly. It's actually quite nice. If you walk or if you're active, you don't, you don't stay cold. And that's the nicest kind of cold, I think, sometimes when you're outside. Uh, Maria, hi, Bob. What a lovely day and view. Watching one of your videos last week, I have to say, I'm scared every time you and Brent cross the street while filming your videos. Yes, I did do a video for my members only uh, where I walked through my local town and I did cross the street twice. I did look both ways before I crossed and I will always make sure I'm careful. Uh, Mirage says, please describe all the meaning of the word swag. So I think right now swag is like merchandise with labels on it. Like if I bought a Raptors t-shirt, it would be swag. I'm wearing swag from the Toronto Raptors. That's the only real definition that's used right now. Uh, when I hear English speakers talk mode says, and if you're wondering how to wake me up, just say Canadian, the Canadian a and my eyes will be open again. <laughs> okay. I'll do that. Snazzy, what does it mean when I say I'm a badass? Is it annoying? So it's a slang or informal term to mean that you're a tough person, that you, people shouldn't mess with you. Okay. So when someone's a badass, they probably don't mind getting into a fist fight with someone if they're a badass. Brent from American English with this guy, he's a badass. I know, I know he is. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, Mode, lolly, lolly, je suis fatigué aujourd'hui, snazzy. You like video games. Which one is your favorite? GTA 5. I think Age of Empires 2 is still my favorite. I play that quite regularly. It will probably be the game I play this winter. Betty Lou, hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. My question is, how do you feel about first dates? I would love to hear from you. Thanks a lot. I think when people go on a first date, they are nervous. I think it's important to be yourself when you go on a first date. When Jen and I went on our first date many, many years ago, one of the things we liked about each other is that we were both very um, authentic would be the best word. We were ourselves. Let's see here. Mode, Freddie Wolf says, oh, Freddie Wolf est très intelligent. Benny Lou, hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. Are you a risk taker? No. If so, what risks have you taken in your life? Have your water first. I am not a risk taker at all. Um, if anything, I would say I am a planner. I like to plan things well before I do them. I don't like to take risks. Um, let's see here. Maria, in referring to the video about books, movies, etc., I'm shocked that Seinfeld didn't even reach the top five of TV shows, and I don't like Friends. I know that will cost me some enemies. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. I mean, it was certainly in the mix, but it was not anywhere. It wasn't even top 10 Seinfeld, I don't think. So, yeah, interesting. Although, 
these were shows that people watched to learn English. And Seinfeld, the humor in Seinfeld can be difficult to understand. It's very high level humor. So it might make it a difficult show for people to watch when learning English. Um, Tan says, hi, Bob, could you please explain the phrase? That's about it. Thanks so much in advance. This is a phrase we say when something is over. Okay. So at the end of this lesson, I could say, okay, that's about it. Uh, the lesson is now over. A teacher might say this. Okay. That's about it. Uh, you can put your books away. The bell's going to go in one minute. So it's simply a way to indicate something is ending. Modags, watch out, Mr. Bob. There might be a feline invasion on your farm. That cat appearance was suspicious. Yes, I wasn't watching behind me, but they, they love the leaves, the cats. They love the leaves. Uh, Anuat says, hi, teacher Bob. How do we know how to pronounce the new word when it comes out such as, oh, I don't know. I usually watch the news. When there's new names for things, I try to watch the news to get an idea how to pronounce them. Sorry, one sec. My camera just did its weird thing. Ah, there we go. Now I knocked my microphone around. Now I should probably do an audio check for a second, shouldn't I? So far, there haven't been any glitches lately. Um, let me see here. Brent says, oh no, I have to go. My son is about to take the ice. Have a great weekend. Well, I hope he has a good game or practice wherever you're at, Brent. And uh, I hope you have a good week. Rod says, a nice big flat, dirty, old brown Canadian leather dress shoe. (laughs) There we go. All the adjectives correctly used. Mode says, goodbye to the badass American English with this guy. Snazzy says, really, Brent? And Lolly says, fet un sieste mode eggs. Freddie Wolf. Hi, Bob. I recently saw a report on the place of the Thousand Islands near Lake Ontario. I don't know if it's far from your home. It's a very beautiful place, and I think it's worth going for a visit. I have been to that area a couple of times. My brother actually lives in that part of Ontario or close to it. So I have visited him and we have gone to see some of them. It's a beautiful area. Uh, Alcide says, Shalom. Mode says, Après cette leçon, peut-être the accent on après goes the other way, Mode. I know you don't like to be, it's not nice to correct people publicly. Après cette leçon, you got to flip that accent grave, pas, pas aigu. Rod says, This landscape is mesmerizing, sir. Really appreciate it. Oh, did you see that? A leaf went right in front of the camera. Uh, Maria C, I'm not a risk taker either, Bob. I need to have everything under control and planned in advance. That's me too as well. I I mean, you can't plan for everything. Uh, you can't take everything into account. But I do like to think ahead and plan well. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to skip down. L- Light Buzz Year has given a super chat. Or actually, sorry, has become a member of the channel. Thanks, Light Buzzier, for joining. Uh, from Betty Lou. Hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. Do you listen to English podcasts? Are there any recommendations? I love your videos. I do not listen to English podcasts. I do listen to a couple French podcasts, but not English. Maria C. Wow, too many adjectives together, Rod. Mirage says, sometimes swag can be a perk or a freebie. Yes, you can get some swag from a business sometimes. Like if you go to um, a workshop or a convention, you might get some swag. You might get a little bag or um, you might get a travel mug. That would be swag as well. Um, Let's see here. Betty Lou, hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. Final question. What are some common superstitions about good luck and bad luck in your country? Sometimes when we want something to happen, we'll say, well, I hope that tomorrow is a nice day. Knock on wood. Uh, or I hope that I get a raise at work, knock on wood. That's something people say quite often. Um, and then Madi, Bob, do you set the alarm more than once to wake you in the morning? Yes, I do hit snooze usually once or twice in the morning. Uh, Mod, mode eggs. I never know whether it's accent grave or accent aigu. It's in the sound. Après. I think that's how you figure it out. And Snazzy, thanks for the answers. You're awesome. You're welcome. Hey, give me a second here. I'm going to switch off members only mode. If I could find the button. Sometimes I have trouble finding that button. I think I found the right button. Um, Thank you so much for being members. I think I was reading your questions a little too quickly, perhaps. Sometimes I get excited 
Um, sometimes I forget that I'm doing a live stream and I need to just take my time to read things clearly. But thank you for being members. Thank you for all of those questions. I hope your questions also help other people who are learning English. It's always nice to have people ask questions um, on behalf of other people. Does that make sense? Because I know some of you sometimes kind of know the answer, but you still know that other people are probably wondering the same thing. Uh, let's see here. Let's go back to, oh, wrong one. Well, we can look at the river for just a moment. Let's go to Adam's question. Dear Bob, have you ever been to Hong Kong? And what will come up to your mind first after about the place? Well, I've read a few books. I can't remember the titles that took place in Hong Kong a long time ago. I think one was by James Clavell. So I think I would just be interested in seeing the older buildings and the older parts of Hong Kong. Um, but I have not visited, but someday, I guess I owe it to everyone to become a world traveler someday and to visit everyone's country at least once. Uh, let's see here. Barielle, hi, teacher Bob. I have a question. How to overcome if someone says, but we don't understand. Thank you. You have to become good at explaining things in more than one way. So if you're using a word that you're mispronouncing or a, a sentence that someone isn't understanding, you have to figure out how to say it differently. Um, so a good example would be if I was trying to say un chat in French, if I was trying to say a cat and I couldn't remember, I could say an animal qui habite avec les personnes ou les gens dans une maison. Like I could describe the cat. So that's one way to do it. So in English, if you were, oh, I, I'm, I'm saying cat, but they're not un understanding me. You could say, you know, the little animal that lives in a house with people, not a dog, the other animal. So it's always good um, to be able to explain something in more than one way. Because if you're saying something and someone isn't um, understanding it, simply saying it four or five more times might not help. Here's from Juan. Juan says, how's it going, teacher Bob? What do you usually say when someone's pants zipper is open? So we're going to use zipper there. And you want to let them know it. Thanks a lot. We say you're flying low. We usually just say, hey, you're flying low. Um, so an airplane can fly low. But if the zipper on your pants is down, you would say you're flying low. So, uh, Or you would just say, hey, your zipper's open or the zipper on your pants is open. Let's see here. Romeo. Hello, Bob. Why some black Americans don't respect the grammar? I saw some of them saying like he do instead of saying he does. Is it okay to leave the grammar sometimes? So there are many different ways of speaking English and there are many newer, fun, cool ways of speaking English. Uh, teenagers use different English. People in different parts of America use different English. It isn't necessarily just one group of people. Uh, that uses, uh, breaks the rules or speaks a little bit differently. It really just depends on what part of America you're from, what city you're from, what age you are. So oftentimes you might hear in on a television show certain people using English in a certain way. Um, it's just the beauty uh, of the English language and the creativity people have when they speak it. And a lot of times those ways of speaking make it into the more traditional or formal English. Let's see here. Uh, Jocelyn says, hello, Mr. Bob. I wish you a nice weekend in fam with, with family and friends. How to use a pawn. Could you please give some examples? Thanks a lot. So let's see. What's a common example of a pawn? Um, it, it has a really formal sound to it, right? Like I laid my keys upon the counter. Um, I don't know if we use it. I think someone a few weeks ago um, gave an example of a common use. You know, he put the vase upon the table. The city is built upon a cliff. She was seated upon a throne. All of those sound very formal to me. It's kind of an older word, I think. I don't think in everyday English uh, I use the word upon very often. 
Le petit animal qui habite chez les personnes, c'est un lapin peut-être. Yeah, that's true. It's a hamster. That's what it is. It's, it's not a cat. Uh, let's see here. Um, Janet says, it refers to we, to someone doing something with hidden ulterior motives. But in reality, it is a strategy that has been carefully thought out how English would. So, I, yeah. I'm trying to think of the answer to this. Someone who's doing something with a hidden ulterior motive. So, that just means a person who's doing something and it seems like they're doing it for one reason, but they actually have a different reason. So, I'm not sure, Janet, if you're asking me for the word. So, I'm going to move on from this one because I'm not quite sure how to answer it. Sorry about that. That happens sometimes. Usually late in the lesson, there's usually, uh, uh, I'm a little bit tired and my brain doesn't work as well. Mikhailo says, hello, Mr. Bob. Are you fishing in the river behind you? No. Is it possible to just fish in a river without any permits in Canada? And do you like fishing? Thanks for the answers. So, I don't fish I do like it. I should probably do more of it. In Canada, you need a license to fish. I could probably fish in this river without a license because I live on this river, but generally you are expected to have a license if you fish in Canada. Uh, let's see here. So Sam says, hi, teacher Bob. When I'm back from the washroom in the bar where I was chatting with friends, are there any nice words to say in order to join their conversation again? Thanks. Um, no, you almost need to just wait. You need to listen a little bit to find out what your friends are now talking about. And you just have to wait for a pause in the conversation to join in again. You could just say, what are you guys talking about? Oh, what are you guys talking about now? By the way, I'm going to go to this camera. I'm not sure if you can see it, but it's extremely windy all of a sudden. So hopefully we can get this lesson done without me blowing away. Let me get to the next question and let me get it up on the screen. Here we go. Mariano, hello, teacher Bob. How can I improve my grammar? Well, there's two ways to improve your grammar that I think work. One is to study grammar, is to get a book that explains verb tenses and adjective usage and all of that uh, stuff. The other uh, is to simply listen to or read a lot of English so that you can like a more subconscious approach to learning the grammar where you absorb it by seeing it used in print and hearing it all the time in music or if you listen to podcasts and other things. So Alex says, hello, Bob, which form is more used by the native speakers? Seldom or rarely? We use both. Like I seldom... I was going to say I seldom use the word seldom, <laughs> but then I used it. Um, I seldom go to Toronto. I rarely go to Toronto. We would use both. I think rarely might be a little more common. It's kind of funny to think about that, right? The word rarely means not very often, but it's more common, the word rarely. Hopefully you understood that little joke. Um, Albina, hi, Bob. Zen, can you give me some advice? I have been living in the U.S. for more than two years, but still have a problem with speaking. You need to be with other people regularly uh, outside of work and outside of your home. So you need to join maybe a book club at your local library. You need to maybe start to go to uh, some kind of social club or an activity where people intentionally speak to each other. Um, so see, I know there's a pandemic and it's hard to find these possibilities, but you need to get out there. You need to get out uh, into social situations where you need to talk. If you simply go to the grocery store and do your errands, your, your English isn't going to progress. So you need to find more ways uh, to be able to use English regularly. Angel says, when can we use ING with verbs? So this is a bigger explanation than I can give you uh, in just one quick minute on a live lesson. But generally, when I talk about the things I am doing now, I use the verb to be, and then I use a verb with ing. So I am teaching you English. I am drinking. I am speaking. I am talking. I am watching the leaves. 
fall from the trees. I am getting cold <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, let me get the next question queued up. So here we go. Eduardo, hello, Mr. Bob. When you setting some device, do you use Canadian English or the British English? We use American English. When I set up a computer, I choose English US. When I set up a phone, I choose English US. We can choose Canadian, but sometimes it makes the keyboard, it makes letters on the keyboard work in strange ways. It tries to add accents. Uh, and I don't set up for British. I always choose American. Usually because most of the devices we buy, when I buy a computer or a phone, it almost always uh, comes from the United States, even if it's made overseas. Like when I order a computer, it's from an American company. And so we generally just set everything up as American. Let's see here. Kania says, hello, teacher Bob. Tell a bit about exchange language, English courses, actual situation in Canada. Thanks. So it's kind of hard to explain, but what I can tell you this is this. If you come here ha as an immigrant or if you come here as a refugee, there are many government programs and night classes to help you learn English. You aren't just expected to learn English on your own. There are a lot of free courses that you can take at night to improve your English. Once you've done one or two of those, there are many places in Canada where you can go for English language training. Almost every community college will teach English as a second language and you can go and take courses there. They would not be free, but initially there are a lot of supports in place for people who come to Canada. So I can't pronounce your name because I haven't learned to read your alphabet yet. Hi, Bob. Nice to see you again. Here, let me do one thing. Let me try something here. Sometimes I can do this and it helps me when I'm responding to comments. I paste the name into Google Translate and it says Vladimir is your name. See, there we go. Oh, you can see that I highlighted it. Cool. I'll unhighlight it. Hi, Bob. Nice to see you again. Hello from Russia. What do you think? What difference between people who live in Canada and the USA? Thanks a lot. Well, Canadians are much friendlier. <laughs> Sorry. That's not a very nice thing to say. Brent from American English with this guy is American and he is equally as friendly as I am. Um, there is, there are small differences between Americans and Canadians, um, but not huge differences. We are very, very similar people. We watch the same TV. We watch the same movies. We go back and forth to each other's countries. Often Canadians will go to the United States in the winter because it's warmer in the southern U.S. Often Americans will come to Niagara Falls or Toronto as tourists. So we are very similar, definitely very similar people. The English is almost identical for sure. So Lai says, your lessons are directed to any level. I don't understand much of you. My lessons are definitely not for beginners, although some of my lessons can be. My lessons are definitely directed at someone who has had some French or sorry, English training in the past or has been learning English for a year or two. Okay. As you can tell, my videos are all in English. If you were, for instance, to watch I'm trying to think of someone who has a bit more of, they're definitely not advanced. I would say my lessons are A2, B1, B2 level. Okay. That's the range that my lessons cover. I don't specifically make them for that level. It's just when I have an idea, it's usually for that level about A2, B1, B2. Um, my live streams tend to be about B1, B2 level because I, I speak faster sometimes. Um, maybe a little bit of C1 level for my live streams. Um, but I try to make my lessons dual purpose. So my lesson yesterday, <clears throat> on everyday items, that lesson works for someone who's just learning vocabulary as well. But, uh, it's definitely designed. What I'm saying is designed for a B1 or B2 learner. What you're seeing is designed for an A1 or A2 learner. So it's kind of dual purpose. Uh, let's see here. Tam, how do you think about the accent in learning English? Is it really important in communication? You need to do some accent reduction. You do need to focus on your accent, but the goal isn't for perfection. 
the goal is to be understood. Okay. So I do think it's important if you, you know, if you're an English learner who has trouble saying a TH, like then, thou, the, those aren't words we use very often anymore. We do use the, um, you should work on that. If you have trouble, for instance, saying, um, yeah, like a double D, like ladder or a flat T, you should definitely practice it to reduce your accent, but your goal doesn't have to be perfection. Um, let's see here. Gerard, how are you? What do Canadians think about the British RP accent? I'm moving there soon in three years as a student. Cheers. We find, most Canadians find British accents of all types to be very cool. Um, when someone has an accent, a British accent, and they live in Canada, they just sound really cool. Uh, and I do like watching British TV for that reason as well. Um, the accent just sounds cool. I think the Canadian accent probably sounds cool to them as well. Let's see. Amaj, hi, hello, great teacher. How are you doing? I hope you're good. What's the meaning of Lucy Goosey? Thanks a lot. So, there are teachers who enforce all the rules. So, in the classroom, they make the teachers sit in, or the students sit in rows. They enforce the rules uh, in the classroom. But there's other teachers who are more Lucy Goosey. So they don't enforce all the rules. So when you're loosey-goosey, it means that you're not very strict. Um, not just teachers, but in anything. Um, let's see here. Next question. Mr. X. Hi, Bob. I am a middle schooler. Please tell me how to introduce myself on the first day of a new school so the impression is great. Well, I would just say, hi, my name is Mr. X. I recently moved here from the name of your country. Um, I really like this school so far. Everyone seems really nice and I look forward to learning lots of new things in this classroom. I don't know, say something like that, but uh, I think either way, just be honest. Just tell people uh, how you're feeling, where you're from, and what you expect to happen. Eli has the next question. Hi, Bob. Thank you for your classes. Is there a difference between when pens are in the pencil case when pens are there in the pencil, what pens are there in the pencil case? Oh, let me read that again. Sorry, I'm reading too quickly. What pens are in the pencil case? What pens are there in the pencil case? Thanks. No, they are identical. You know, if someone opens a pencil case and you're like, what pens are in the pencil case? They could say, oh, there's two red ones and a blue one. Or I could, if they open it, you could say, what pens are there in the pencil case? Oh, there's two red ones and a blue one. So equal mean exactly the same thing. So, Andrit has this question. Hi, Teacher Bob. Recently, I'm having some tough times coping with overthinking and that is getting me away from English. So, I feel somehow distracted. What's your advice? So, I've given this advice before and it's the path I use when I get off track practicing my French. The route back in for me is always to find a good song. So find a song that makes in English that makes you happy, that has a good beat, that's fun to listen to. Maybe find five or six songs and use those songs as a way to enjoy the language again. Um, so I think for me, whenever you start overthinking or you're you're just yeah you're just distracted and you don't feel like doing the work, uh, always use the entertaining aspects to get back into it. Songs for me are the best way to do it. Next question from Adelaide. For now, I don't have a question, but I would like to say that I like your accent and I am happy to watch your lessons. Well, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for watching Adelaide. I'm going to flip to River Cam. I'm going to um, try to warm my hands up a little bit here. I know it's only one minute to 12, but I'm going to uh, wrap this up. There's a few things that I do need to say uh, before I go though as I get one more error. Here's a few things I need to say. Number one, the time here changes this evening. So next week, this lesson will be one hour later than normal for some of you. Some of you live in countries where you do not change the clocks. Sorry, my microphone, my microphone has decided the lesson's over. It's decided to quit. Uh, so next week, this lesson will be one 
hour later. So be ready for that. The Friday lesson as well, by the way. Uh, the second thing is if you watched this lesson yesterday, uh, don't re- don't forget that this lesson does come out again in about 12 hours, a little more maybe. Um, and you can watch it again. It'll be a shorter version and it's great just for a second um, a second round of listening. It can really help to improve. Uh, let's go back to Rivercam for a sec. I think this might be the last live stream outside, although I do like being outside. So don't totally think that next week, or sorry, there's no lesson next week. Why am I telling you it's an hour later? Next week is my week off on Saturday. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. Anyways, in two weeks, if the weather's nice, I'll try to do it outside again. We'll see. No promises though. Anyways, thanks to Todd and Dave for moderating the chat. Thanks to everyone for hanging out in spite of the fact that we had a couple little uh, glitches. I'll try to figure out why that's happening over the next little while. Uh, Thanks so much for hanging out uh, and learning a little bit of English. And thank you for all your questions. Bye, everybody. Uh, Have a great day. I'll see you on Tuesday with a new video. Bye. Yeah, I'm still here. I just thought you might want to see the leaves fall for a little bit while I drink my tea. Bye. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.